This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today, as always, are my friends Petra Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. And today we're going to talk about living with a dog with a chronic illness because, well, one of Petra's dogs was just diagnosed with a chronic illness, and um, it takes some changes. You go from having a healthy dog that you feed and groom and play with and all is normal, and then all of a sudden the dog needs tests, he needs medications, and it changes your life with your pet. And Quite then, of course, those medications need a schedule. Uh, yes, a schedule. Yeah. And then there's yeah. the financial implications, too. And we've all had dogs with, with chronic illnesses, but let's talk about Tango because he's the one that caused this discussion. <laughs> yeah, he did. So he is just over two years old and uh one day he just kind of started just not himself and i remember i brought him here to the yard and i and i and i remember said you know he's just not himself and everyone's like tango's not himself he wasn't he started eating a little bit and then the next day he wasn't eating anything and And the other dogs would be playing and he'd go off to the side and lay down which is totally not him no not him at all so it, that was on a Saturday. All the, Friday it started. Saturday we were noticing. Sunday, that's when I had called Liz and said, I, I got to take him to the ER. Come with me because I just need support. And we, the emergency vet thought he had uh, gastroenteritis. And, you know, now you look back, the symptoms are so similar. And, you know, and, and, and we can understand it. I was a little upset at him that he didn't do more investigation into it but you know the old saying if you hear hoofbeats you think of horses not zebras and so he had taken x-rays of tango's abdomen and it looked like he had some gas and he had some stool and he said he's got a bellyache yeah so we remember he we gave him a hydration and he had those little (laughs) saddlebags of those fluids fluids in his uh sides there and then the next day, I already had a scheduled appointment with the vet anyway. So um, when I brought her there, she I told her what happened. She got the information from the emergency vet. But again, we love our vet. Yes. And she then's like, mm, no changes today. And I said, no, not really. Ate a little bit better, but probably because he had well, the fluids. Well, they tend to feel a little better after would, yeah. fluids. Yeah. But luckily, she dug a little deeper, did more tests, and... Um, had a very strong suspicion that it was Addison's. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) He's not a standard poodle because it's very common in standard poodles. And And now in doodles. Yeah, so I I said, well, what? And then I said, well, he's not a poodle and it's common there. She goes, oh, but interesting enough, we see it now more in doodles. And then Liz and I are like, Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Because we see a lot of doodles in our training classes. And we learned that in our little visit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when um, she did some test uh, blood work and then sent out um, the test that confirms Addison's and it did come back as as positive. So luckily that the uh, 
I had brought him back the next day to leave there, leave him there, and he got that DOCP shot for Addison's and additional, um, um, like uh, what you call it? hydration, but it had uh, more s- sodium because he was right. low on sodium. And I went to pick him up that evening, and it was like, oh my god, my tango's back! It was incredible. Just a day there, and. Well, explain what Addison's is for people who don't know what it is. So Addison's is a hormonal disorder that's caused by deficient production of adrenal gland hormones, cortisol and aldosterone. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Now, the adrenal adrenal glands are by the kidneys. Yes. Yeah, located next to the dog's kidneys. And the glands help regulate um, bodily functions and are responsible for production of the cortisol. And, um, and the cortisol is the steroid that helps your dog combat stress. Now, stress doesn't necessarily mean something bad is happening to him. We face stress all the time. And stress can be good stress, bad stress. He could have stress playing. Right. So it's not all bad stuff, but it's just regular stress of life. Right. And then they're saying that the aldosterone, aldosterone, I'm so bad with that, um, helps (laughs) regulate the water and electrolytes in their body. Right. So the fact that the adrenal glands is not producing these two hormones, yeah. Those are necessary for life. So untreated Addison's can be fatal. Yes. But now they they have this monthly... The DOCP, and that's a mouthful. Don't even try. I'll probably butcher it. It won't be sounding very pretty. But, and what's interesting, you know, we're still trying to figure out where it is. Because it's basically every 28 to 30 days, a monthly, monthly shot. And right now, while we're trying to get him on a good schedule and figure out all this, um, I bring him to the vet for the shot. But it is something that with the prescription you can get in eventually I'll be able to do it on my, uh, on my own. And this last month, he almost had a crisis because you're still figuring out how many days yeah. between shots. So come to find with the holidays, because he had his shot, um, was just before Thanksgiving because you and I went on vacation with right. the dogs. So he has his, that DOCP shot before Thanksgiving. I miscounted, so I scheduled his appointment. He was at 31 days come to find out the vet said the DOCP shot is really good at 30 days and by 30 you have to have it before 30 days because basically it runs out it's amazing it's that like it days. runs out in the body so definitively yes yes it's like all of a sudden it's gone and it was so it, it was because all of a sudden he wasn't eating as much it was it you could tell right away and that's when um the vet had said well calculating last shot to now because it's 31 days <laughs> like oh crud so he says with tango let's keep it at 26 to 28 days 28 no longer than 28 days so that he still has in a system so he it's the next so one he so he keeps it level he doesn't crash yeah so so that's what we're we're doing now and you know it took probably after he got the shot this last time it took about three days Three days. Then For him he was to get all back, back to, to normal. back to normal, eating regularly, and, and you know, during those three days, I had a lot of encouraging, trying to add chicken and trying to get him to eat that way, which he did. But it was taking the extra steps and you know, try to get him to eat. And then after that, now he's back eating. Normally. How long has this injection been around? Oh, it I used don't know. to be a daily oral medication to treat Addison. Uh, prednisone. Yeah, and he is on yeah. prednisone. 
Yeah, but in but but oh, in addition, but they yeah. gave a bigger dose of prednisone, which of course has its own side effects. Yeah. Luckily, Tango's on such a small dose of prednisone mm-hmm. that he's other than urinating a lot. He's yeah, he just drinks a lot of water and yeah urinates a lot. But he's not having any of the other symptoms. Not but ravenous. Huh? He's not ravenous. No, no, because it's a light dose, so he's not, nothing more than he was. Before all this was diagnosed. His dose is much less than Hero was on after his eye surgery. Oh, okay. Hero was on, and Hero was having the side effects from that. But Tango's on a very low dose. But, mm-hmm. yeah, before the DOCP injection, I believe it was just... Now this is coming out of my memory, yeah. but I believe it was just the prednisone. That's what I seem to remember with Molly. Yeah, yeah. So right now, last few times they do um, the in-house um, electrolytes just test to make sure everything's good, and it is. It's staying everything's staying nice and steady where it should be. So and basically, right now, they're looking at the sodium and the potassium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sodium was initially low, and potassium was extremely high when all this started. Yeah. So now, I mean, we just we keep them on schedule, and thank goodness Blizz is here to help me out, and she can just. Run up down over, to the vet. Down, gets the shot, come home, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, but it's, it, it's and, and also, thank goodness for my dog insurance. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have pet health insurance, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> Would I ever thought if I had to use it? Nope, but I'm sure glad I yeah. did. Because first, I mean, started that ER visit, and then after that, the day at the vets and doing all sorts of tests to figure out exactly what all this Well, is. and this so is going to be going on for his lifetime. Yep. But and thankfully, he can live a full life. Yes, they can yeah. live a very, very it, Well, life. and our friend with the standard poodle, Molly. Molly lived to be 13 or 14 with Addison's. Yep. Oh, and it shows up in young dogs. This is not an old age issue. No. Uh, Tango's just over two, two. What, two and four months. So and I think uh, they said the the normal the diagnosis happens between two and five years of age. Yeah, yep. It's very young. Yes, it's very young. And of course, you know, like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, when we see something unusual, um, I too went back to Liz and I have the same breeder friend, and and let her know. Yeah. But she even hadn't she hadn't heard of it any of the English shepherds. No. No, and like so many things, they don't believe it has a genetic predisposition, but no. they also don't know. I mean, we asked our vet, and, and she just said, we don't know. We don't know why it happens. It just happens. Especially in an unknown breed. Yeah, there are some breeds that are more prone to it. Um, they did say, um, of course, standard poodles. And what was this? Um, bearded collies and... There were several, several. Yeah, there's actually several. It's very yeah, that they were more prone to it. Yeah, but of course now standard poodles, like we mentioned, now they're seen in the doodles, labradoodles, golden doodles, anything that's crossed with a standard poodle. With a poodle, they're seeing it now. And rarely, yeah. it's not impossible, but rarely are the crosses with the cream of the crop poodles. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a little change in our lifestyle, but you know it's something that he can live happily. And he's active, everything, he's back to normal. Well, if you've got a chronic, I mean, a every four-week injection and a daily small pill is not bad. No, it's not. And it's especially not. once she can do the injection at home, that'll make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I took care of a friend's cat one time when they went on vacation and the cat was diabetic. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
fortunately fairly stable. So once a day injection, the cat was fine. Once they figured out the dosage. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that was an interesting roller coaster of a couple of months. But Taking once, testing blood sugar on a cat. Dogs yeah. are a lot more cooperative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there's not something like one day we'll have a big party and run around a lot because that would have changed all the... Yeah. So it's just keeping that cat's life as mellow and on an even kill as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the dosages stayed the same. Yeah. The breeds that are more prone to Addison's disease include standard poodles, West Highland White Terriers, Great Danes, Bearded Collies. I thought that one stuck in my head. Portuguese water dogs, Nova Scotia duck tolling retrievers, and soft-coated Wheaton Terriers. But the caveat is it can affect any breed of dog as well as mixed breed dogs, regardless of the age or gender, but it's most common in young female dogs. Yeah, so which again, there's another anomaly. He's yeah. just right. over two and he's a male. That's quite a range of dogs. Yes, of breeds. Yeah. Of breeds. Well, and they say mixed yeah. breeds also, like the the doodles. But, yep. So, so of yeah. course, you know, now once that, I think everything was looking stabilizing, everything's going good, then, uh, you know, so he's still intact, and that's one thing. Also, they suggest if your dog is diagnosed with Addison's, get him uh, spayed and neutered. Because it's all about the hormones. hormones. Yeah. Yep. But like our vet said, let's just get this get him under stable control. first. Let's see what his dosages are, and then everything's stable. Then let's neuter him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So right now, chronic. I was, um, of course, I'm on a Facebook group for people with dogs that are blind or going blind. Oh yeah. So a lot of them have glaucoma. Right. And daily medication. I mean, Walter's going to be on three drops twice a day for the rest of his life. Yeah. So that's a chronic, it's not a disease. It's well, it's condition. still, yeah, yeah condition, I mean, yeah. Kona was blind for 10 years of his 13 years. Yeah, yeah. you just adapt your lifestyle. You just you adapt, he adapts. I'm still amazed when Walter goes out into the big field and then trots or runs. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want that white cane out there. Tap, tap, yeah. tap, tap. Yeah. Uh, well, let's yeah. also talk about, though, both Kona and Walter, when they were first losing their vision, how many times they ran into things. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I mean, they both hurt themselves. I mean, Kona figured out his echolocation, echolocation system. That, yeah. Kona was good at it. Yeah, he figured that out. Which is... It took us longer to figure out what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Because he had a... Like, be quiet. What are you doing? You know. So... But yeah. then you'd see him dodge something, and you go... Whoa! Yeah, just way to maneuver around places. Yeah, it was interesting. And he he lost vision in both eyes, so Walter yeah. has some in one eye, and I guess that's what mostly he uses. Mm-hmm. He can still see some motion and things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take a break from our podcast to talk about our new sponsor, Pets Our Kids Two, and that's T O O Pets Our Kids Two has a line of natural pet products uh, ranging from shampoos and ear cleaners and potions for itching and also a pet dental spray. Now, the dental spray is not to remove already existing tartar or anything like that, but it can help keep the teeth clean. 
when you start with it on a regular basis. The primary ingredient is baking soda, which, you know, if you brush your dog's teeth, you may brush them with baking soda. A lot of people make a baking soda paste and do that. Some people use toothpaste that are based on baking soda. This spray, you spray on the teeth or the gum line, and it can help prevent dental problems from forming. Or if your dog's had a dental at the veterinarian, you can use this to help keep the teeth and gums in good shape afterwards. And dental health is such a big part of a dog's overall health. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. And, yeah, over the years I've seen some horrible teeth. Horrible. If the gums get infected, the teeth get nasty and, and cause more, I mean, it... It goes the, right to the heart. It goes yeah, straight to the heart. heart problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So keeping the teeth clean is important. This company, Pets Are Kids Too, also has a philanthropic bend, which we're enthused about. Boy, that was a big word. <laughs> Their goal is to help 100 pets survive cancer in 2019. And that's a pretty big goal because cancer treatments can be very expensive. And rather than, say, giving to another foundation or research or whatever, they're going directly to the dogs and the dog's owners that need support Right. when the dog has the cancer. Right, which is wonderful. Absolutely right. wonderful. And then, yeah, and then you get to know who you're supporting. Right. On the label of each product, there's a big red rectangle that says, wait, in big letters. Send a picture of your pet with this bottle to charity at petsourkids2.com and they'll send you a photograph of the pet that your donation is helping to support, which gives you a personal touch to it, that you are helping this pet. I'm not putting down research and all the above, but this is just more immediate and personal. Right, mm -hmm. right. Definitely. Research is always needed, but this yeah. is a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So anyway, you can go up on their website, Pets Are Kids 2, and check out their products, including the premium dental spray. And, and here on social media, they have a, a Facebook page. Yes, they do. They have a Facebook page also. If you decide to purchase one of their products, enter the code PET15, P-E-T-1-5, and you'll get a 15% off your order. And for all their products, they've got a lifetime money-back guarantee. So... Take a look at it. We're enthused about them. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. DGP is an all-natural formula proven to help aging pets with joint and mobility problems. It goes to work quickly, providing vital nutrients to the joints while reversing the effects of age. Some people see results in as little as seven days. Don't let your dog struggle another day. Call 800-521-0543 or visit dgpforpets.com and enter the code DOGGY, that's D-O-G-G-Y, for 25% off your first order and free shipping. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two. 
Get one free at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. Well, one chronic illness that one of my dogs, uh, well, I had two with hip dysplasia. The German Shepherd was able to have surgery on his hips when he was about eight months old. And that served him well. He ended up dying of liver disease, but it was um, it was due to old age and liver failure. His, he didn't lose his life because of his hips, which we had totally expected. I mean, a hundred pound dog, if his back end gave out, there was not going to be a whole lot we could do about it. But bless that dog's heart, Michi. He got his advanced AKC obedience titles, jumping, jumping full heights with those bad hips. And we never forced him. It was, we gave him the choice. If he didn't want to jump, he didn't have to jump. But we called him our front wheel drive because he had these big, massive shoulders and chest and atrophied back end. But he did pretty well. And then uh, Riker, Australian Shepherd, sweetest, kindest, gentlest dog on the face of the planet, but the most stubborn dog. His hips were so bad when he was diagnosed that the, our veterinarian said, if I'd have seen these x-rays and not seen the dog walk in, I'd say this dog couldn't walk. And yet he kept on walking. He kept on going. I think the best thing is those, because Kona and him were brothers. Yeah. When they would pull a wagon together. We had him hooked up <laughs> as a team. One of, Kona was blind. And so, so Riker, had to leave. Riker led because he could see. <laughs> And Riker's hips were bad, but Kona's were awesome. So we had the seeing dog leading the blind dog and the dog with good hips taking up the slack for the dog with bad hips. We went to the Australian Shepherd National Specialty a couple times, but one time with them. And one of my books had just been released, and so we had a vendor's booth. So we had rented an RV, and we would load up the wagon with the stuff for the vendor's booth, hook both dogs up. Which means, by the way, boxes of books. Boxes, boxes. of books. I mean, heavy load. And then go across the fairgrounds, because, of course, the RV parking lot was always on the other side of the fairgrounds from the vendor's area, with the dog, the two boys pulling these wagons. And we made two or three trips every yeah. morning and evening yeah. to set up the vendor's booth. And people were taking pictures. <laughs> we couldn't make a trip with, without people pulling out their cameras or camera phones. Yep. And when we got back, I remember, I think it was me, contacted the breeder and said, I'm going to email you some photos of Conan and Riker. And she says, I've already got a couple dozen of them. Yep. People are sending me photos of the two boys. And they were brothers from two different litters, but because they both did come down with serious health problems, their breeder, as soon as she was notified, promptly spayed the female. She said, oh, no, yeah, we, we're not going to... those two litters. No those more. two litters, and she had her spayed, even though she was the mom was a lovely dog herself. Her, the breeder was being responsible. Yeah. 
But the other thing with Riker was his hips were so bad. I got him one of the doggy wheelchair carts. But uh, how did that work out for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, you know how your parents say, I hope you have a child just like you. Yeah. <laughs> he was a stubborn boy. Now, he, this is the same dog that would pull a wagon. He would oh, yeah. pull a loaded wagon with joy. And in fact, as he got older, when he was like 10 or 11, when did our friend pass away and he pulled the cart with her? Oh, urn? they're earning it. He was yeah, he an was older boy. There. Yeah. He was 10, 11, yeah. maybe, but a friend of ours, ours passed away, and she specifically requested yeah. that her memorial be held here at the Kindred Spirits Dog Training Yard, because that's where all her friends were, and she asked that Riker pull the cart with her urn from the back up to the front where the speakers were going to be. He was so proud of yeah. himself. He, was, he knew it was special. He was so proud of himself. And he pulled that up there. But doggy wheelchair, not no on your life. I don't care how many treats we had. I tried steak and chicken. He would prefer to throw himself over backwards than use that doggy wheelchair. I paid a small fortune for that thing. <laughs> Finally donated it to somebody because he wasn't about to do it. He wasn't about to use that thing. But in living with it... I tried to protect him from himself, tried to keep him from jumping too much, pain pills. kept him, he, he was on pain pills, lots of supplements, uh, glucosamine, chondroitin, and MSN, and all kinds of other things. Not They weren't going to cure anything, but just try to keep him more comfortable. And his hips didn't cause his passing. He came down with laryngeal paralysis when he was too old for surgery. So he lived a full life with those horrible hips. Better than many other dogs have been able to do. He was out here running around. Yeah. It yeah. Was a, it was a funny jackrabbit run, but he, he did. Yeah. Ran. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's going to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to go into old age with that attitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the big thing with living with a dog with a chronic disability or chronic illness is one, have a good conversation with your vet. I've always considered... Your vet or your best friend and get over the shock. <laughs> I mean, I just, that's what I remember. My dog has Addison's? What? Yeah. You know? so, okay, what is that? What? You yeah. know. And that's why I'm drug around to go with her because yeah. then I can ask the questions. <laughs> and our vet's used to me asking the questions. <laughs> she gets kind of a funny look on her face and goes, All right, Liz, go ahead. <laughs> But the other thing that's wonderful about our veterinarian is she's not at all hesitant to get on the phone and talk to an expert, go back to her office, mm -hmm. bring out the big book, and look something up like she did with, with the Addison. She drugged the great, thank God, that book had to have been four inches thick. Drug it into the exam room, flipped pages, and went, okay, blah, 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 blah. Of course, you also want to be ready for Liz to ask any additional questions. Yes, well, that too. That too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, too. <laughs> that, that too. But I've always considered my vets, my partners in my dog's health. You have to be able to ask them questions and they need to be able to answer. Even if they say, you know what, I need to check on that. I'll call you back later. But you know, and, and she's absolutely awesome for all that. But I think also with just 
made her even, I hold her up on a high pedestal now. She called the day after we lost our palm to right. cancer. She personally called. The file was on her desk. She had seen, and she knew that was going to be, unfortunately, the end yeah. result. But she had personally called. Yeah. And, and yeah. She did the same day. thing when, when I lost Bashir to cancer, when it was so unexpected. Walked into the exam room planning on changing his treatment for his arthritis, and he didn't leave. She called the next day, and she expressed her sorrow, saying, you know, that... And this was just as hard on her as it was on me, because she wasn't expecting that either. We'd been treating his arthritis for a couple years, and... Every time I take one of the dogs in to see her, I remind her that she's not allowed to retire. Oh, God. Until after I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. She can't no, retire. No. Nope. Not allowed no, at all. The other thing with chronic illness I th- is you're probably going to have to make some adjustments to your schedule. Most chronic disabilities or illnesses require some medication of some kind. And, and setting up a schedule, Tango's with the Addisons. He's got to be on a schedule. Yeah, he has it, to. It can't be, can't waver. No. Some medications are a little more flexible. When Hero had his eye surgery, it was timed, and he had to have those medications at specific times. Walter, after his eye surgery, the same thing. And in this day of, of uh, the interweb <laughs> and social media, uh, don't discount all those groups. I've been really impressed with the Blind Dog group on Facebook. I don't post very often, but I will skim over, and even if it's not helpful for Walter, it might be for a client of ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sharing and good information and bolstering each other, and, and when one of the dogs needs to be put down, then there's a group you can go to and say, I'm so, you know, I've lost my... Oh, Pet Loss and Bereavement group on Facebook is wonderful. But even the Blind Dog group, oh, okay. they'll post there. You know, okay. It won't be around for a while. Yeah. Because we've lost our dog. Yeah. And you don't get, oh, it's just a dog. Oh, right. You don't get that right. response. Right. right. These people know right. what you've yeah. been through. Our friend right. Sue, who has a deaf dog, does the same thing. She's on the one or more deaf dog groups. And uh, so now when we have a deaf dog come into class, we send Sue out to talk to him. Because although we've all had a dog who's lost hearing to a certain extent when they get older, her baby was born with no hearing. Yeah. Her puppy so, so the, you don't have to be in this thing alone i mean all the information from the vets but then there's just day-to-day mm-hmm. tips right with people that have already been living with their dogs that have these conditions that mm-hmm. really can make your life easier yeah mm-hmm. true and yeah. your dog's life easier more importantly right yeah right true yeah so yeah. and then last but certainly not the least there's the financial implications yeah. if you don't have pet health insurance for your dog while he's healthy, I suggest you get it. Because you never know what'll happen. <laughs> you never know. You really don't. Or a dedicated credit card. One of the two. I know several people who have a credit card that's set aside with a zero balance, and it's only for those kinds of emergencies. That's a good idea, too. I know Hero Surgery was in the four figures. Tango's initial stuff yeah, was... got up there. Yeah. Did. Walter's eye surgery wasn't cheap. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the options are more than we used to have, but they come with a cost. Yes, yeah. When our veterinarian with Hero's eye problem, when she said, I'm calling the 
canine ophthalmologist at the specialty clinic, I know my heart jumped into my throat. (laughs) And in in my head, I was going over my credit card balance. (laughs) And you don't want to have to make that decision, you know, your dog's life versus the cost. But, you know, it's reality. reality. Still cheaper than human medicine, but it's the reality. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us today. I know it wasn't the cheeriest of conversations, but we'll be back again next month, and hopefully we'll have something a little more uplifting for everyone. (laughs) So we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>